you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! broadcasting while enjoying the free air of the Blue Ridge and melting the mainstream media. I am Dean Ledwig here as always with me is I'm Scott Dunlop reporting from a abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas and Merry Christmas. So you there with uh, Waylon and Willie and the boys and the boys. <laughs> yep. Are you one of the boys? I guess we'll find out. Well, let's find after out. the wheel. Well, I get to be a 19th century school marm. And I am a fully self-aware Skynet. All right, so you're not exactly one of the boys. Uh, I don't know. I'm You and Arnold. Gen- gender fluid computer program? I don't know. Okay, that Maybe. works. Fully self-aware AI? I don't know if you can uh, gender me. Hmm. Watch out, I might take control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to misgender you. Well, first off, we'll start with the news. So, first we're going to talk about Boosted. Ah, need, good stuff. I need to get that boost thing from, from that fake credit score. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, yeah. Boost your credit score, yeah, Experian. Boost, yeah, Experian. So, boost. Well, this is about the CDC, and okay. they boosted the unvaccinated in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is millions more than reported. Really? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> They're fudging the numbers. I am astounded. Really? Huh? huh. It's nothing we've ever talked about. They're. Overreporting the number of vaccinated people, right? You know where they're saying what ninety eight or eighty percent is that the newest number? Eighty percent. I've heard. I've heard everywhere from sixty five to eighty five. Yeah, but generally the numbers are right around eighty. Yeah, which is false. Well, yeah, they're um, they're actually reporting that uh, the second dose and boosters they're reporting those as first jabs. Hmm. Regularly. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, that comes from Business Insider, which is not a conservative publication whatsoever. You know, I always think back to that to that picture of Bill Gates with uh, uh, lying through statistics book. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Farmer Bill? Yeah, Dr. Farmer Bill. Yeah. So uh, Lies, real lies, and statistics. Yeah. 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 Um, the moment where Bush landed on the aircraft carrier, uh-huh. we've won, we've won, uh-huh. and that's what they're still trying to do with uh, the vaccination and the boosters. Well, I'm telling you, come it's going to be March. Or, yeah, I'm thinking more April. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've been saying March or April. I'm thinking more April, but that's when Biden is probably going to stand up in a dinghy 
and go, we've won. Yes, mission accomplished. Jill, where's my pudding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like ice cream. <laughs> Change my diaper. Well, I didn't want to get into this too early, but uh-huh. uh, I listened to Joe Rogan this week, and, and mm-hmm. I really hate trying to, you know, going on somebody else's podcast and stealing their stuff. Right. But, well, news is news. But Peter McAuliffe was on. Yeah. Highly accredited. Well, he's the guy that is so credentialed, you cannot dispute him. Has written hundreds yes. of peer-reviewed papers. Hundreds. Peer-reviewed. And he was saying that the efficacy between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated was, what was it, about 1.8%? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's the only difference in between the two. Right. And (laughs) remember, we were sold on this thing early on. This, you get vaccinated, you're not going to get sick. Yes. Originally. Yes. You, you, well, it was originally, if you get vaccinated, you will not get COVID. Mm-hmm. And then they've kind of crawfished on that. Well, I mean, that goes along with the original def- definition of vaccinated, True. of a vaccine. You get vaccinated, you will not get it. It's like smallpox. Mm-hmm. You get vaccinated against smallpox, you will not get smallpox. Right. You get vaccinated against the measles, you will not get measles. Didn't well, work that way. Yeah, and the only vaccine that we have is J&J. That's the only true vaccine. Right, right. And the others are now, I think, I genetic think therapy. If I'm not mistaken, the AstraZeneca that they have over in, in uh, the UK is also a vector vaccine like J- the J&J. And so the rest of them are uh, genetic mutations. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's going a little too far. <laughs> they but are GMOs. G- but they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're GMOs, and I prefer to say non-GMO. Anyway, the thing that I find frightening about this whole thing, except for maybe two places in the U.S., mm-hmm. and, and the rest of them are kind of undercover, you will not be treated for COVID-19, only vaccinated. Right. There is no treatment, even though there are viable therapies. Yes. You will not be treated. Right. And I know that the hate listeners out there are going, ah, he's going to talk about ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies. Mm -hmm. Anyone that will knock it out in a couple of days. Yeah. Multi-drug treatments. Mm -hmm. And the the thought is, is uh, we need one pill to fix it all. Oh, yeah. If we can't have one pill to fix it all, then we're not going to do it. Right. They're not treating people in the hospitals. The doctors won't touch it. They're more mm. worried about their careers than saving people. Mm-hmm. And this is what they exposed. Now, since then, and this gets into a little bit of tech news, the clips were banned on YouTube. Of course they were. Let's, uh, let's look at some facts. And these are just facts. Joe Rogan has the biggest listening audience ever. Absolutely. Period. Yes. And YouTube is scrambling to shut down these clips. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they shut them down or not. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, YouTube overplayed their hand. And, and when Joe Rogan moved away, oh, my phone's going off. Let me, uh, sorry guys, let me. Flip that over. <laughs> it must be listening, trying to disturb this segment. Ah. Uh, anyway, Google, YouTube. 
hate listeners texting you. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Unless it's the government, there's no live listeners. <laughs> we will be watching. But uh, Google's always listening. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So I digress. Mm -hmm. uh, going back, going back to uh, Joe Rogan is when he got demonetized and censored on YouTube. Funny story. <laughs> when he went to Spotify and got his hundred million dollar check, hundred million. The day he announced it, YouTube stopped demonetizing Joe Rogan immediately. Huh. Huh. Joe Rogan was the biggest thing. It's a hell of a coincidence. Yeah. Joe Rogan was the biggest thing on YouTube. Period. Mm -hmm. And now YouTube doesn't have a... I mean, they may have a couple of stars here and there. But when when you said Joe Rogan, you thought YouTube. I yeah. I can go listen to Joe yeah. Rogan on YouTube. Right. I'd bring up a Joe Rogan video and... Play it in the background. Yeah, and when it, when he moved over to Spotify and find it on YouTube anymore, of course Spotify shot up, and mm -hmm. YouTube kind of went down. You know, a, a few things about that whole gig before I get back to the COVID nineteen mm -hmm. stuff. You know, every time Alex Jones was on. It got demonetized. Yep. Every time Jordan Peterson was on, mm -hmm. it got demonetized. Mm -hmm. And we get into that punitive punishment. I've had friends get demonetized. Yeah. And don't know why. Mm -hmm. And YouTube won't tell them. So, um, you know, the woke culture. <laughs> Boy, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. Let's do it. <clears throat> the woke culture, they think that they can win. Until it comes to the almighty dollar. Mm -hmm. And then they can't. There's nothing no. that they can do. When money, when money talks, BS walks, and the woke crap. And I've seen a lot of stuff on the news this week about the wokesters getting their butts kicked mm -hmm. here and there. Uh, this is not going to win, folks. Go and Ron DeSantis. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you push too hard against people. They push back harder, and yes. it swings so hard that other way, which isn't good, I'll say that isn't good, but you'll get it in kind, if oh, yeah. not worse. Oh, yeah. It's going to come back exponentially bigger. Uh, to you woke folk out there, we're tired of your crap. We're tired of your shit. We're tired of being shamed, mm -hmm. and we're not going to do it anymore. You know what happens when you shame somebody so much? They stop listening. Yeah. And they discount everything you have to say absolutely so what you've done here is you've made us even if you had something good to say we're not going to listen no because we instantly click off as soon as you start mm -hmm. you know you the woke culture is the little boy who cried wolf right all right so back okay. back to uh joe rogan's podcast yes mr tangent <laughs> ADD's kicking in. <laughs> it's usually my job to run off on tangents. Yeah, and I use nicotine to control my uh, ADD. I do not use over uh, or not over the counter drugs, but I don't use yeah. prescription drugs nah. for that because um, I'm a man and I can rub some damn dirt in it and learn how to 
change myself and take some personal responsibility for for my conditions that I can't control. But uh, anyway, <laughs> having gone off on that tangent also, <laughs> because I'm a man, I'm a toxic masculinity and I'm not a victim. So anyway, back to uh, the, the Joe Rogan podcast. I listened to it and I, I highly recommend it. Um, there's no competition in podcasting. So uh, no agenda is good to listen to, mm-hmm. but Peter McAuliffe's podcast on Joe Rogan is definitely eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And how many doctors have put their heads in the sand? And I want people to think about it. Why is it that nurses all over the country are refusing to take the jab? Why is that? Huh. Now, some of the things that he said, and I don't want to misquote here, but some of the things that he said is... The problem is not the ball of the virus. The problem is the spike protein. Right. And the spike protein is what's causing all these cardiovascular problems. And what I mean by that is myocarditis, heart attacks, Mm -hmm. strokes, and blood clots. They're Mm -hmm. all cardiovascular disease. Right. The spike protein seems to be what's making all this hemorrhaging happen and inflamed hearts and... And one of the misnomers that people are talking about, especially young men under the age of 25, Mm -hmm. is there has been a exponential, exponential. Mm -hmm. And I think he said, what, eight times what what the number should be of myocarditis in young men. And people are saying on the news, well, this is no big deal. The swelling goes down and you're fine. And that's crap. It's an infection of the heart lining. You are permanently damaged yes. at that point. Permanently damaged. You have a heart issue from now on. Yeah, which ends in heart attack. Now, granted, if you're like a lot of typical young men these days and live a fairly sedentary life, you know, it's probably not going to affect you a lot, but it will affect you at some point yeah but if you're an active person Mm -hmm. it'll kill you eventually so whether it be heart attack or heart transplant Mm -hmm. some people have to have heart transplants now i say all that to say this not everybody's affected in this no no but more people are affected than they're saying right and the way that vaccines have worked in the past if they had this number the whole program would have been shut down yeah and they're hiding the numbers so when we when they've done these we've talked about the freedom of information act and there was 55 years and then the cdc's Mm -hmm. now saying 75 years they don't want you to know these numbers no of course not well you know what it just occurred to me this is a reverse of something that was said um initially when the vaccines first came out mm-hmm. was, um, you know, this is back when they thought children might get it and they weren't sure. But they, the, the number that was being touted was one in, f- in 3,000 children could die. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's not a big deal, what if that one was, was your, your child? Kid? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is, is when you look at these numbers, you know, so now if they say one in 3,000, period, not just kids, mm-hmm. period, one in 3,000 might die. Right. What if you're that one? Yeah. Well. I don't know. 
you know, the, the compassionate people that are vaccinated that want you to get vaccinated, which I don't understand that. I no. mean, it's, it's like, uh, well, you're going to die. Well, okay. Well, what do you care? Yeah. What do you really care if, if I, if, mm-hmm. if I live or you're vaccinated, you're fine. What do you care if I die? And, well, and what's, what is the thought process behind if everybody gets vaccinated, we will wipe out COVID when we know, absolutely know, everybody knows is undisputed that if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. Yeah. Well, so how is it if everybody gets vaccinated, we will wipe out COVID? Well, it's the natural progression of viruses. Mm-hmm. They get weaker over time. Mm-hmm. You know, the flu shot that we get today still has remnants of the Spanish flu. It just got weaker over time and our bodies built up immunities, which the vaccine doesn't really do. It artificially creates some sort of immunoprotection, mm-hmm. but not like your normal body function does. I, I don't get it. Well, and I want to point out, you know, uh, John C. Dvorak had, had this uh, hypocrite of the week in his newsletter. <laughs> and it was this tweet by uh, Kayla in the borough. And this is this is the thought pattern okay. right now of the woke. It's called empathy. 90,000 Americans have lost their lives. And then the next tweet is, sometimes I sit back and ponder how great America would actually be if a new COVID variant wiped out every single unvaccinated person in the U.S., leaving only the caring educated selfless people with common fucking sense <laughs> so the caring educated and selfless people want everybody to die exactly love it that doesn't sound like a fucking nazi to oh me. my god uh you know i'll well, just put them on the trains the vaccinated is the new aryan race oh yeah yeah i mean absolutely who, who cares if some have to die they, well they are superior well when well, and i've heard that yeah some will have to die some will have to die. And that is why the Nuremberg trials came about. Yes. Some will have to die. The unclean, the unvaccinated, the unclean Jews. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Well, you know, the, the final push on the Jews was that Jews carry a virus that will kill the rest of us. It'll start a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that was the final push against the Jews that the Nazis got people to really sign on. So wake up, people. You can brand this any way you want, but that's that's, but <laughs> that's can what you, it is. But can you really? It's it's really, I don't know. You will find, well, look. You will find resistance. You will find resistance. And they say 30%. That number's much higher. Oh, yeah. That number's much higher because people are getting tired of this stuff. You know, I, I looked at shot numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and extrapolated that out, just my own math. You know, I'm pretty good at math. I know statistics, statistics a little bit, and I extrapolated it out, and it looks roughly like about 120 million Americans have been vaccinated. Mm. It's about half. Half, yeah. I would say it's probably a little higher than that. I'm going to go with about 55 to 60% of Americans would be my guess. Well, and I've talked to a few of my friends that are vaccinated, and I have vaccinated friends, and we're cool, man. Yeah, And I've talked with them, and they said, no second jab, no third jab. 
I'm not well, going to do it. Here's how it works. You know, the third dose is going to increase your immunity. So after the fourth dose, you're going to be protected. <laughs> Once 90% of the population has received the fifth dose, the restrictions can be relaxed as the sixth dose stops the virus from spreading. <laughs> I'm calm and believe that the seventh dose will solve our problems and we will have no reason to fear the eighth dose. The clinical phase of the ninth dose confirms that the antibodies remain stable after the 10th dose. The 11th dose guarantees that no new mutations will develop, so there's no longer any reason to criticize the idea of the 12th dose. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know. Who's on first? Um, <laughs> so getting back to spike protein, so have a doctor said this, not mm -hmm. me, so it's not... I didn't mm -hmm. say this. A cardiologist was talking about this. Peter McAuliffe. So he was saying that the spike protein, which is the dangerous part of the virus. Yeah. The spike protein takes about a year at the least to mm -hmm. get out of your system, to cycle out of your mm -hmm. system. So if you're getting an mRNA spike protein for your, for your body to uh -huh. produce your body to right. produce the spike protein. Yes. And it's taken a year to get out of your system and you're constantly loading up your system with this. Now Pfizer uh, has one parts per million mm -hmm. and I think the Moderna has 30% or 30 times mm -hmm. the spike protein load. Mm -hmm. That's why they're saying that it, it it's better. And let's not forget that the 33 million, and there's that number again, <laughs> the magic mm. number, 33, 33 million, magic number. 33 billion, sorry, not million, billion right, right. dollars were made by Pfizer, mm -hmm. which just on the vaccine, just on the vaccine that they paid zero dollars for research because the U.S. gave them the money for the research. Or gave Moderna, Moderna. the money. They gave Moderna the money. The money for the research. Right. Pfizer Pfizer came out of pocket for yeah. most of oh, it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Moderna didn't. So. Now, the, the government gave, I mean, there were grants and there was some funding going on, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But Moderna actually did it pretty much all on the government's dime. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's funny that we're what? pushing the Pfizer. But we prepaid Moderna. Yes. We prepaid yes. them for doses. Yeah. And then we went and paid again for Pfizer. Yeah. And cut them in on the action. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm glad they're doing this out of the goodness of their own heart. Well, at least, you know, there's no former executives from Pfizer that are lobbyists. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I'm glad there's, there's no uh, CDC doctors that hold any patents on oh. the, the mRNA vaccine. Oh, they do. Or... FDA heads that now work for Pfizer. Can you say collusion? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you're constantly loading yourself up with these spike proteins mm -hmm. over and over and over again, and here's one of the, one of the things that that the good doctor said. Mm -hmm. So once you got it, you can't get it again. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second. Mm -hmm. Can't get it again. Yeah. Sounds like. Chicken pox? Mm hmm Now, that doesn't mean you can't get a variant. Right, right. But once you've gotten COVID-19, the 
OG, <laughs> shall we call it, you can't get it again. No, no. Your body will fight it off. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty, I'm, I'm fairly sure I've had it uh, before they could diagnose it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did too. It was early in, I think we both had it yeah. in December. Late in, in December 2019, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we both had it. Well, okay, Let, let's throw this out into the ether. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States, in several countries now, but the United States ever since 1981, cannot, nobody can sue a vaccine company for uh, problems with the vaccine, mm-hmm. side effects from the vaccine, death from the vaccine. You can't do it. Yep. Um, they are protected. Mm-hmm. And now several countries in the world have those these same protections. Yep. The countries that everybody's talking about, these third world countries that aren't getting the vaccines, mm-hmm. um, don't have that protection. Why aren't those vaccines getting shipped to those countries? Mm. Well, here's something along that same line. Sure. Is uh, if you try an experimental drug on somebody who doesn't want it, Mm-hmm. It violates the Nuremberg Code. Yes. Why? Because that's what the Nazis did. You mean Dr. Mengele? I mean Fauci? I mean Mengele? Yes. I mean... Angel of I death. Mean, yes. <laughs> Show me your papers. Show me your papers. I mean, if we don't get vaccinated, we might get a gold star. Oh. And have to wear one of those. Yeah, awesome. Well, you already do. It's a mask. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't wear one of those either. Yeah, I don't either. I w- oh, as a matter of fact, I was doing some Christmas shopping mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago. And I went to, there's a one of those outdoor. holiday out- shopping? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was doing Christmas shopping. And I, uh, I was at one of those outdoor uh, outlet mall type things. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a Spencer's there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go in there and maybe grab some gag gifts or whatever. I walk in. And there's a guy at the front door and he says, uh, excuse me, do you have a face covering? I said, no, I do not. He said, well, it's on the door. They're, they're required. I was like, okay. I turned around and I left. Mm-hmm. But then I looked back. I saw the sign in the window of their door. It said face masks are, face masks are required even if you're vaccinated. <laughs> Let the show begin. We are definitely becoming a two-class society. Yes. Much more than we've ever been. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is, uh, you know, and how we classify things and we put people in a box. Well, and they say trust the science. This is not scientific. Look, this is like England was, the class wars. Yeah. We're just doing the class wars. Mm-hmm. Is all it is. And we have to have an outward way of viewing people mm-hmm. to size people up mm-hmm. and see whether they are worthy or not. And that's fine if you want to play that. And we've talked about it before. This is all distraction. Maybe I'll get a mask and, and you know get one of those custom made masks with a gold star on it. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if anybody would even understand. You might get a reaction. may not be the one you want, or mm. maybe the one you want. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what I might want. That's true. I don't know if you know what you want, but anyway. I, I, I seldom do. <laughs> but going back to what the good doctor was saying, 
he was saying that the FDA and the CDC are the wrong people to be handling this. Absolutely. And that they've totally botched this whole thing. But since they both have social and economic interests in this whole thing, it is in their best interest to do this Mm -hmm. and exclude everybody else. Yeah. So I want people out there to think about why they have forced this on the public to where there is no research on treatment. Mm -hmm. And if there is any, it's being suppressed. Mm -hmm. They will not treat you. They are literally letting people die without giving them any sort of treatment. Oh, you didn't get the vaccine? Too late. Sorry. Too late. Yep. You got to die. You got to die. Well, it's like that nurse, uh, Albert, who was essentially euthanizing patients before he woke up in the middle of the night one night and realized what they were having him do. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's my sister, who I'm pretty sure I talked about it last, uh, last week. She's had seven strokes in the last three years. Now, most of them have been just mini strokes that, you know, people have. Mm-hmm. But she's had uh, three pretty significant ones. Ba- all because of a one, one medication that she was taking for her migraines that caused, you know, known side effect, whatever. But her neurologist, she had to get a new neurologist. And this new neurologist said that she will not treat my sister until she gets vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Awesome. And she has a stroke disorder. Yeah. Oh, boy. Blows my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's all I have on that story. Oh, is that all? <laughs> well, I could keep on going for hours. But. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's go. stick a little bit in the same theme. Um, you know, we talked last week. Scott brought up last week about uh, the changing, and we've talked about this before, but the changing of vocabulary. And last week it was, you know, he talked about uh, you don't hear racist so much anymore as you do white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the AP, the far right is using COVID-19 theories to grow its reach. And um, then they go on to say that these posts that they're finding online um, are white supremacists and far right extremists who are using these so-called misinformation COVID-19 posts to reach and recruit followers on social media. Hmm. So now what's going to happen is to be a somebody who questions the science, you're going to be labeled a white supremacist or a far-right extremist. Sweet. Well, I guess we already got our stamp. I guess so. <laughs> <sighs> well, gonna, it depends gonna, on what the Wheel of Gingers tells me. Well, we're going to call you names. That's the worst thing that can happen is call you names. <laughs> oh, no. Can't have that. Yeah. But I'll be offended. You know, the people who uh, are have the biggest problem with calling people's names are the people who are calling people names. Huh? That's huh. funny. Isn't that weird? The anti-bullying crowd have become the bullies. Yep. Well, it says uh, COVID-19 has served as a catalyst for radicalization. That's... Uh, uh, Sharon O'Connor from uh, London-based Institute for Strategic Dialogue. It's a weird name for a place. Uh, she says it allows conspiracy theorists or extremists 
to create simple narratives, framing it as us versus them, good versus evil. Uh, excuse me, who's doing the us versus them thing? Yeah. Uh, Scott and I have many times talked about do what you want. You know, if you want to be, if you would like to accept the vaccine into your life, go for it. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Tis the season. And you know what? It's not, no skin off my back. I don't, I'm happy for you. <laughs> if that makes you happy, I'm happy for you. I just, I just had a, a thought of a Christmas tree with syringes on it <laughs> <laughs> and vaccine passports. <laughs> oh, uh, we're getting rid awesome. of Christmas and this will be the celebration of vaccination. Yep. There we go. <laughs> uh, Vaxismus. Well, well, we'll get back to uh, all the, or, I'm sorry. Were you done with that? Didn't yeah, you? I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's get away from that until tech news. We'll get back to more vaccination crap on tech news. Yeah. Uh, That's all tech. I want to talk about Leatherface. Do you know who I'm talking about? Leatherface. Ah. Old Nancy Nancy. Pelosi blames the attitude of lawlessness for rising crime rates and smashing grabs. What? Okay. I'm going to give my narrative. Okay. Before I get to the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's happening in San Francisco in your neighborhood. It's happening in the not my backyard crowd. What's that? The smashing grabs. <gasps> so Pelosi can't go shop at, I don't know, Nordstrom's or whatever the whole, yeah. whatever the yuppie crap is, the fruit <laughs> crap is. Like she does any actual shopping herself. Well, that's true too. But if she does, she makes sure she does it without a mask, but she'll tell you. Well, uh, if she gets her hair done. To, or she goes to parties. Yeah. Or weddings. We're getting her hair done. Yeah. But she'll find people on the, uh, on the Senate floor for not wearing a mask. Yeah. Hypocrite much? Yeah. Anyway, really? The person who is behind the, Let's defund the police and blah, blah, blah. How's that working out for you? Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, ever since Greta said blah, 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 but stuck on blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Climate change, blah, blah, blah. So, Yo, Greta. Uh, Pelosi blames an attitude of lawlessness for rising crime rates. How about Attit- you blame your own party for the defund the police initiative? Yeah. Attitude of lawlessness. Attitude. Uh Uh-huh. Ha. I'm not sure she understands the English language all that well. I don't think so. So, Miss Pelosi told reporters on Wednesday that the smash and grab crimes targeting retail stores is a major issue and has to be spoken out against. Spoken out against? Spoken out against. How about hiring some police officers and not treating them like crap? So, the Democrats have totally shit on first responders mm-hmm. period yes these are the people who are keeping you safe who are fixing your problems when you're broke yep uh well why don't they send out some counselors for these smash and grabs yeah you know when when you get some a report of a smash and grab send out three or four social workers yeah see what happens yeah and she says none of this is acceptable the california democrat said it has to be stopped by who an attitude of lawlessness? No. It's an attitude of, hey, I won't get arrested. And if I get arrested, they're just going to let me go anyway. Yeah. 
As long as I don't sp- steal more than a thousand dollars. So here's the key, and and I'll I'll say this: you know, people in Washington don't really care until it gets in their own backyard. Yeah, of course. And well, I guess her new backyard is Florida, because <laughs> 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 that's where they have the monoclonal antibodies. Oh, yeah. Um, the speaker added that the spike in crime extends beyond the high profile incidents that have gendered headlines about her hometown of San Francisco. Yeah. Businesses are moving out because of this. But well, that and Walgreens moved out because this of is rats. Not, yeah, this is not a problem until it happens in her yeah. backyard. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it were happening at Walmart, she wouldn't care. No. If it happens at Walgreens, she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But it's happening in the high-end stores where she Louis likes Vuitton. to Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of those high-end stores have, yeah, I mean, that's where they're going. What was it? Um, I can't remember. It was $100,000 or a million dollars worth of Rolex watches that were stolen just the other day? I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't care. But yeah. uh, Because it's not in my backyard. Exactly. <laughs> and I highly doubt it will ever be in my backyard. Couldn't happen to nicer folks. Oh, uh, yeah. But this is the uh, retarded part of this yeah and i said it retarded yes it is because we're like uh let's defend the police and yeah. why is crime so high let's dur, dur, dur. let's not pay for what's stopping the crime because that will make crime go away yeah no no it's not quite that way so, well you know Oh, go ahead. So San Francisco mayor, London Breed, which I think is a funny name because it if is. you breed in London, it's usually your your family tree doesn't work. <laughs> but anyway, a Democrat announced this week a crackdown on crimes related to illegal drugs and gun violence. A crack who who are they gonna crack down with? Yeah. I mean if you don't have police, then there's yeah. social workers. Social workers. Social. This is the same city. You know, just I just thought of something. Now, this has been oh, several years ago. It was, well, it was when Obama was in office, I believe. Yeah. San Francisco um, forced a U.S. aircraft carrier to leave San Francisco Bay. And there was a big uprising at the time in San Francisco where they thought the entire country should follow them and that we do not need a military, that the police will be able to handle everything. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's taking a 180. Yeah. They continue. It's time to rein in the criminals who are destroying our city. It's time for it to come to an end, Miss Breed said. Mm. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement. More aggressive with law oh. enforcement? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> more well, aggressive with the changes in our policies and less tolerant of all the bullshit, her words, mm. that has destroyed our city. Now, let's say that... Miss Breed is a black female. Mm-hmm. London Breed is a black uh-huh. female. Yeah. We have to talk about the specifics. For example, we are actually seeing a lot of these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out. Miss Ocasio-Cortez 
previously told the Washington Times, I believe it's Walsh, Walgreens in California that cried out, but the data did not back it up. Okay, so 70 people go into one store, mm-hmm. perform a smash and grab mm-hmm. all at the same time, and that's not a coordinated effort? <laughs> a lot of these allegations. Oh, huh. Well, then again, Miss Cortez is, uh, well, let's just say she's not the sharpest crayon in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she should go back to serving drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Statistics show in 2021 has seen rapid spikes in violent crime. You think? Well, you know, a lot of cities are starting to take matters into their own hands. Uh, Miami has started a citizen's patrol. that the poli- They're being police trained. Mm-hmm. to patrol the streets of their city in Miami Beach to uh, either, you know, uh, watch for and report crime or to try to stop it before it happens. Mm-hmm. How they're going to do that, I'm not sure. Maybe just being around, I don't know. But the the audacity of some of these criminals today, now, if you're not, if you're not an actual police officer with a weapon, I don't think uh, it's going to do anything. Well, here's a shocker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Our great city, uh-huh. Chicago, is seeing one of its worst years for homicides and violent crimes in no. the city's history. No. According to data, uh-huh. believe the science, Oh yeah. released by the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office. Now, mm-hmm. the medical examiner, these are dead people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More than a thousand homicides have taken place in Cook County in 2021, with over 900 of them being gun-related mm-hmm. in a city that has a gun ban. Yes. Because gun That's bans working. work. Of course. And you know what else we should ban? What's that? We should ban murder. <gasps> That's a good idea. We should ban heroin. Has anybody thought of this stuff before? We should. Uh, what else should we ban? Hmm. Yeah. Bans don't work for criminals. <laughs> you know why? Because they don't follow the law anyway. If you outlaw guns, only the outlaws will have guns. Exactly. Well, Chicago. Um, well, th- hold, hold on. As, as of Tuesday, Philadelphia has seen... 3,923 shootings this year compared to the 3,752 at the same time last year Oh, with a 4.6% increase. <laughs> so that's Philadelphia. Yeah. Go ahead well, with Chicago. Chicago, uh, well, they've got a 26% uptick in carjackings over last year, but a Chicago neighborhood hired their own private security. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's what cities are starting to do now, because there are no police to be able to respond. Um, I mean, there's there are police, but there's so few compared to what it used to be, especially in the city as large as Chicago, that it takes forever to get a policeman out there. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you call the police because somebody is breaking into your house, yeah, while they are breaking into your house. Um, it could be an hour or two before the police actually get to you. Sweet. But then again, maybe if the intruders, 
Maybe if they're not vaccinated, they'll leave. Maybe. Because <laughs> if you put a sign on your door that says mask up and vaccinated. Yeah. Maybe that will stop them. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought of that. That might be a good uh, good security routine. Well, an ABC News poll this week found Americans have become increasingly concerned with crime. Well, yeah. The poll conducted between December 10th and 11th found that only 36 of roughly one-third of Americans approve of President Biden's handling of crime. Yeah. You think? The, and, and poll, the polls... What, who do they... What do they approve of? Yeah. Well, <laughs> asked about the skepticism cited by some Democrats on the crimes, the White House asserted its contrast to those views. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't agree, said White House Press Secretary Strawberry Shortcake. Uh -huh. Jen Psaki. Ms. Psaki touted the administration's plan to shore up local de police departments, and they said they've coordinated with state officials who have raised concerns about crime. We've seen some of these extremely disturbing videos that show retail theft Ms. Pisaki said, I was doing air quotes that you couldn't see, <laughs> state and local leaders like Governor Newsom, uh -huh. Gruesome Newsom, Captain Hair Gel, <laughs> have identified this as a serious concern. We agree. You know what stops crime? And that'll do it. It is your job as an American. How many of these smashing grabs are you seeing in Texas? Zero. Uh-huh. It is your job as a private citizen to protect yourself. It is not the government's job to protect you. No. Well, you know, this this neighborhood in Chicago that hired the private security company, mm -hmm. um, Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Mayor, Beetlejuice. Mayor, Beetlejuice. Yeah, mayor of Chicago. She was asked about this, and she said that, um, that fundamentally it's the responsibility of the police to handle this stuff. Well, how can they handle it if they're, if the police force has been slashed, their budget has been slashed, how can they handle it? And she, yeah, she's totally stripped the entire yeah. police force well, in her area. Yeah, and, and a lot of them have chosen uh, early retirement. Or to move to other cities. Yeah. They're more police friendly. Police forces, especially in the big cities right now, especially in Democrat-run cities. Mm-hmm are having a really hard time with recruitment. Yeah. Because, one, they don't want to work for an administration that treats them like this. But two, the public outcry against police in these areas is horrible. Cool. Let them call a gang member to come protect them. Yeah. Hey. Why not? You'll probably have to pay a little tribute for that. Well, the, uh, in New Orleans, the... Visitation Bureau there is paying $600,000 to hire off-duty police officers to patrol up and down Burma Street. <laughs> you know, I guess you do what you got to do when the city will not protect you. Uh, you do what you got to do. I don't have to really worry about that because I have the chain guns out well, yeah. at the ranch. So if you step foot on the ranch, you're likely to get cut to ribbons. I'm thinking I need to need to build a rail gun. Maybe, maybe some thermite. <laughs> thermite be good. So I do have one sad thing for right now. Yeah. 
I'll be back. Court appeals reinstate Biden's COVID vaccines to mandate large businesses. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be an ongoing battle. The federal appeals court gave the green light for President Joe Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for large private employers to be implemented as it reverses previous decision that had put it on hold. The final say over the mandate uh, mandate which affects 84 million workers across the United States will likely rest in the hands of the Supreme Courts as the opponents immediately file appeals. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the Supreme Court will realize that this is unconstitutional. Absolutely. And what is the job of the President of the United States? To uphold the Constitution. Yeah. Not to keep us safe. No. Which as... I've heard it over and over again from Obama. I've heard it from Biden that their job is to keep the American people safe. No, it is not. Well, they're supposed to uphold the borders. He's not, I mean, he's not doing that, but yeah. But they're supposed to uphold and protect the constitution of the United States and they're pissing all over it. So, you know, not good news. Look, man, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I will ride this ship to the bottom of the ocean. Not because of the vaccines. It's just you're not going to make me do something that I don't want to do. Right. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. So I don't have the right to happiness, but I have the right to the pursuit of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness doesn't involve this. Right. And it doesn't involve the government telling me what to do. And the government, I mean... Well, even more than that, it's liberty. It's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. This is liberty. Exactly. And that's what this podcast is about. Do your deal. If you want to take the vaccine, go ahead. Nobody cares. I don't care. Have at it. Accept it into your life. That is wonderful. All I care about is for me and the people who don't want it, we shouldn't have to take it. Do whatever you want to do. Hey, man, population control. Hey, that can be a wonderful thing. Yeah. But... (laughs) I've been hearing about population control since uh, the early 80s. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's been going on since long before that. Do your deal, man. I am fine with you doing whatever makes you feel good as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's the the theory that I can swing my fists as much as I can as long as I don't connect with somebody else. Mm -hmm. This right here is going to be the fight of our generation. Uh, well, it's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be the biggest fight we've had to come to so to far. To date, yeah. So this is this is going to be one of those hills I'm going to die on. Yeah. I mean this this is going to be the the moment. Yes. Uh, I will fight for medical freedom. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to bode well. I will go back off the grid. Yeah, except I can build a cabin in the woods. Except for this. I mean, this would be well, yeah. our pirate podcast. But We'll just have to do it in the <laughs> library somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the hill I'm willing to die on. And, you know, to force me to do something that I don't want to do impedes on my liberty. Yes. Because what I'm doing is not hurting anybody. And I'll reiterate, if you're vaccinated, you can still transmit it and you can still get it. Yeah. So it makes no difference whether I'm vaccinated or not. Well, thus that sign I saw, you have to wear a mask even if you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. 
that just goes to prove all this theater and really fuckery that's going on mm-hmm. right now is, and this group think this mass formation that's happening, yes. this rule by fear. I am not chicken shit. I am not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to abide out of fear. It's not going to happen. Kind of a ding in, in the Liberty. Hopefully mm-hmm. the Supreme court will uphold this. Now I will say that for government contractors, it's still in play. Right. So they're good over there and they, they should be, I mean, they're, they're obligated and I'm talking about our military service members. They're obligated to get this under law. Yes. And now they're saying that they're going to give them dishonorable discharges. I heard that this week. If you don't get, oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Dishonorable discharge. So Which anyway, I can see, I can see how they can do that. I can't wait till the courts get packed with lawsuits against this yeah. stuff. I mean, it it's is going to have, I'm, I'm guessing about six months from now, you're going to see a lot of clacks that, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see commercials instead of the mesothelioma commercial. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, got fired because of a, a mandate. Mm-hmm. Call attorney Jay Sokolov. Yep. You know, that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, this all goes into the the logic of the left, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we're having a gas crisis, so let's shut down the oil pipelines. We're having a crime wave, so let's shut down the prisons and defund the police. Mm-hmm. We're having a health care crisis, so let's fire all the health care workers. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're having a pandemic? Well, let's create unregulated open borders. That's good thinking right there. And they're that's, the educated. That's, that's exactly the educated what's happening. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what's happening. You know, it sounds idiotic. Yeah. And if I'd have said that exact same stuff four years ago, yep. two years ago, people would have thought I was completely out of my mind, that I was going blowing it way out of proportion. No, this is exactly what's happening. Well, careful. That's wrong speak. Uh-oh. Time for some new think. All right. It's that time again. My favorite dumb bitch. So Charlemagne the God, uh, I've heard him on Rogan and a couple other places before. And Mm -hmm. he's all right. I don't know. I'm not not a huge fan, but uh, I do have this clip I'm going to play, and that's from his show on Comedy Central when he's interviewing Bitch Pudding. Oh, boy. And ask him a tough, or ask her, him, her, <laughs> I don't know, shim. Yeah, something, Zim. A tough question. Well, I do, I, I do like Charlemagne the God for one reason is he is not afraid to say what's on his mind. Yeah. Whether you agree with him or not, he'll tell you what's on his mind. Uh, here's how this went down. Oh, so who's, the real, so who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking <laughs> okay. whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Bi- and, it's Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. She's wagging that finger. Bitch pudding. We are in office. To follow that up, here's this, what President Joe Brandon Brandon said. All kidding aside, of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. She might have something to say about Delaware State. 
and to my family and friends, the class of 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, uh, Joe Brandon Someone's confused. Camel Toe thinks Joe Brandon is the president, and Joe Brandon thinks Camel Toe is the president. Uh-huh. So the top two offices are just as confused as pretty much we thought. Well, here's the thing. Tell me the thing. Going going even a little further with this. All right. With Camel Toe saying, you're talking like a Republican if you don't believe Joe Brandon is the president. And she's partially black, not African-American, Jamaican. Yes. She's talking to Charlemagne the God. This is what Charlemagne, or this is what Joe Brandon said to Charlemagne the God. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. Uh Uh-huh. Well, boy. uh, Let's let that sink in just a minute. And that was also Charlemagne the God again mm -hmm. with uh, Joe Biden during the election. If you're going to talk like Republicans, and that means you're questioning the regime. Right. And that automatically makes you a Republican. Well, if you're a Republican, you ain't black. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, you know, she she did that as a trying to segue to a different topic Mm -hmm. because he was comparing two Democrats, Joe Brandon and Joe Manchin. Yeah. Joe Manchin is a Democrat, Democrat senator. Yeah. But he's a centrist Democrat. Well, yeah, he thinks for himself he's not on board with the narrative. Right. He thinks that spending $3.5 trillion on the Build Back Broker plan. Well, that you ain't going to have to pay for that money. Yeah, except for, well. Except, except for you the, are. The $356 billion that will not be covered by, ready for this, raising taxes. Because that's how he says, uh, friggin' Brandon keeps saying that it won't cost any money. Well, no, because he's going to raise taxes on everybody. That's what's going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It won't add to the debt because we're raising taxes. Exactly. He leaves that part off. And everybody who's making $600 will be taxed. Exactly. It's not the top 1%. Yeah. It's the top 90%. So he needs all that so he can hire the 87,000 IRS agents to go out and audit people when they deposit $600. It's going to take a lot of people to monitor all those accounts. I know the computers are going to monitor it, and it's just going to send notices to the agents to go out and check it out. Well, monitoring the notices coming in because there's going to be a lot of them. Anyway, that's all I got yeah. on that. I all think right. it really speaks for itself. It really does. It really does. <laughs> the lunacy of this uh, regime. This yeah, regime. I was going to say administration, but yeah, regime is better. Now, so on to tech news. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? You're going to kill me for this. Oh, shit. It's going to come up again. Uh Uh-oh. Facebook censors Chinese whistleblower. (laughs) Meta! 
Dr. Li Ming Yan, a Chinese virologist, fled to America after exposing the origins of COVID-19. She spoke to the Daily Signal, which I have no idea what that is, about what she said of the true origins of the virus orchestrated in China with the approval of the Chinese Communist Party. Mm -hmm. When the Signal published the exclusive interview with Yang about the research, Facebook flagged the video with a party false informa- partly false information warning. Some of the posts sharing on this video, a warning from Facebook noted independent fact checkers, censors, mm-hmm. flagged the video with partly false information warning. And the post was no longer available, appeared. Really? Trust the science, folks. Zit. Hashtag trust the science. Trust the censors. Science Facebook's fact check started the virus causing the COVID-19 most likely evolved in a natural wildlife populations before spreading to humans. A bat screwed a pangolin. Of course it did. <laughs> of course, or did the pangolin screw the bat? Yan said her research says the opposite. The virus actually does not come from nature. It came from a lab. Yeah. A lab controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. And its military. And funded by Dr. Mengele, uh, Fauci. The Chinese government has developed a novel bioweapon, she said. Yang also stated that she was warned not to go public with the research. Be silent. Don't cross the red line. If not, you will be disappeared. Yan said her supervisor told her early in 2020. Ah. Uh-huh. See, in... in- you know, it kind of falls in line that it happened b- because of a lab leak, because of a, a mistake in the lab. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this uh, a few months ago, that there was a an Uber driver in New York City who was driving around a marketing executive for Pfizer. And whether this is true or not, I don't know, it's anecdotal, but he said that this marketing executive admitted that in June of 2019, a janitor contracted it through, you know, doing something wrong in the lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be honest, based on everything else, uh, everything else that's been coming out since then, the fact that these vaccine companies were already working on a coronavirus vaccine mm-hmm. prior to any of this. And some of the reports coming out about, and we've talked about this with Fauci in October of 2019 and a couple other people, there's a YouTube video I think we played a clip of it where they were talking about how can we get people to accept some sort of vaccination process without going through the FDA's 10-year requirement of testing. And, you know, and then, you know, it came out that, you know, they were talking about it and said that, well, we can only do it under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, um, which is all these things that are been happening and the year 2025 has been coming out a lot as the year that the pandemic will probably start well i think now again this is just speculation but i like to do that but i think that the lab leak was the mistake Mm -hmm. that everything else was going as planned and these vaccine companies would have had until 2025 to come up with something good and working. Yeah. But it got out early. 
Yeah, and that 2025 is a number which people should pay attention to Mm -hmm. because that's when it was uh, supposed to come out. That's when the CDC playbook said said something might happen. right. It got out early, and whether it got out early by accident? You know, I, I tend to believe that it was an accident because of this. I did. I'm thinking they needed something to kind of disrupt Trump's reelection. And, you know, that makes that does make a lot of sense. I think had the pandemic not started. Oh, yeah. Since I'm going to start a conspiracy. Might as well. <laughs> and I had thought that, too, because I think had the pandemic not started. Right. I think Trump would have had a really good shot at being reelected. Because that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Trump lied and 400,000 people died. You know, that was a big campaign thing that so many people died during the pandemic. Also, mail-in voting. Also, voting irregularities. Also, you know, a lot of things lined up against uh, Trump and for Biden. Mm-hmm. Because of the pandemic. Who campaigned from his basement. Yes. <laughs> and, his, you know, his rallies were like eight people. I control the masses through fear, man. That's it. Fear is freedom. Well, going along that same line. Uh-huh. Let's go. And not to not to Let's go. dominate. New authoritarian Twitter policy to ban users for COVID-19 wrong think. Uh-oh. It's coming, folks. How many fingers, Winston? So saith the Twitter monarchs, hmm. who discreetly promulgated a new policy to muzzle users who spread so-called COVID-19 misinformation. With no public announcement, the platform's terms of service have adopted a new totalitarian language this month, including claims that certain speech about COVID-19 may lead to harm, persistent conspiracy theories, and alarmist rhetoric unfounded in research can threaten people and communities. Don't let them know the truth because that's that's threatening. The problem is what they are considering true science is speculation. Well, here's, here's a rundown on this. First-time violators of Twitter's new COVID-19 policy will get one strike. Second and third violations will each incur 12-hour account locks. Fourth violators will get barred from their account for seven days. And users who draw five or more strikes can expect to be permanently banned by their new policy. Wow. Let me say this. I don't even care because I'm not on Twitter and I don't care um, about Twitter. Right. Because I don't use it. I think it's useless. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it started out, people don't realize when it started out, it it was like so many characters. And you said at Scott Dunlop is eating at Chipotle's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At Scott Dunlop is taking a crap. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff that was on Twitter. In the beginning. Right. And then it became this big political thing with the Arab summer and all this other Mm -hmm. crap. So, you know, I still think the best thing about Twitter is not being on it. All right. And, and I'm good with that. But this 
in the tech industry is mm-hmm. bad. Yes. Because if the big ones are doing it, it all filters down. Yes, it does. So for the most part, you know, I think the most important part in this article is the wrong think idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really getting to the totalitarian, authoritarian yep. um, type system to where you control the media, you control the narrative. Oh, well, and I think this is why Jack Dorsey stepped out of the role of CEO um, because he saw this coming. Because this is probably, this is, is had to have been in the works mm-hmm. for a little while. And it's Twitter's going to get hit with a lot of issues as far as potentially lawsuits, uh, government crackdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, well, Dorsey just got hit with something anyway. Uh, he changed his, the name of Square, the payment processor, to, to Block. <laughs> H&R Block is, is uh, suing him for, I think, for uh, trademark infringement mm. on the name. So I'm happy. I like to see. He looks like a damn terrorist. <laughs> I might dis. I might have to disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some long form discussions with him, mm-hmm. and he's just a nerd, man. That's, yeah, that's all he is. He's a nerd, and I don't think he has any political anything going on with him. He is just like no. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. I don't think he's he's. I don't think he's anywhere near as political as people try to make him out to be. Yeah. Um, I think he saw that this was happening and wanted to get out of the way of the hammer falling on Twitter before he wanted to get out of the way before the hammer fell. I think he just got tired of being demonized. To that be could be too. You. I mean, just because you run a company as, as a CEO doesn't mean you have control over it. And, well, and right before he left... <laughs> He uh, told Adam Curry that Twitter was going to be federated. I highly doubt that. Yeah, I kind of highly doubt that. that Especially take, now. That would take the control out of them. He probably yep. floated that idea, and they were probably like, well, either you can leave or get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> of your own company. Well, and if he's a true techie, then you know he would want it to be federated. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's uh, what I have along those lines. I do have one more about censorship. Unless you got something to go. Oh, I got uh, I got something on privacy. Let's do that, and then we'll all go. right. Verizon, which I was in the telecommunications. I was in. I worked for a telecom for uh, what eight years, mm-hmm. and um, Verizon was the company I hated dealing with the most. They are just well, <clears throat> it doesn't really matter. But they were a bunch of whiners anyway. Uh, Verizon sent out an email to a lot of its customers, let them know that they are getting opted in to its custom experience data collection scheme. Great. Yeah. Not that they can opt into it, but they are automatically getting opted into it. Um, cause it gets turned on by default. So, uh, essentially, you know, the Verizon pro it collects data about your apps and web browsing activity to ready for this help you uh, help to provide you a more personalized experience with Verizon. <laughs> you know, that's, what they, that's what they all say. Yeah. You know, we're just collecting this data to give you a better personalized experience. No, they're collecting the data to sell it to people. That's what they do. 
But of course, you know, Verizon says you do have a choice. You can go into the app and turn it off. That's not how opt-in works. Well, I mean, that's... You should be, you should opt in if you want it, not be opted in automatically and have to say no. Let me tell you how you can avoid this. <laughs> Don't go with Verizon. Well, there's that. But if you're using Verizon, mm -hmm. so some areas have to use Verizon because right. there's weak AT&T and some areas there's great at and in Texas. AT&T's king. Mm -hmm. In the east, Verizon's king. Mm -hmm. So it depends on where you live right. and what you're going to get. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have a choice. But here's how you can circumvent that. Don't buy your phone from Verizon. Yeah. Buy an unlocked phone. If you buy an unlocked phone, you have to install the Verizon app. Right. Now, if you buy it from Verizon, it comes custom flashed. Mm-hmm. But if you buy an unlocked phone, guess what? You don't have to have that no. crap on there. So a little tip for you folks out there that uh, like putting $1,000 phones on a pay-as-you-go. Uh -huh. Yeah, don't do that. No. Don't do that. Own your phone. Mm -hmm. If you own your phone and it's an unlocked phone, then you put whatever you want on it. Right. Well, the problem is most people want the biggest, baddest phone there is. And these days, those phones are running fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and people don't want to shell out or can't shell out fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars right off the bat for a phone. So what do they do? They go to Verizon, get a free phone, quote unquote free. free. Uh -huh. This is why it's free. It's not free, folks. There's nothing free in this world. For that thousand dollar phone that you just got, Verizon is going to make. Just from that phone, not from your calling and your data usage, mm -hmm. not from any of that, just from you owning that phone, that $1,000 phone, Verizon's going to make about $5,000 yeah. per year, per year, minimum. Well, here's what you can do. You can go to Spectrum and use the same lines as Verizon uh -huh. and not have to put anything on your phone. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And they're, they're pretty cheap, too. Yeah. Twenty nine ninety five. It's, it's or you can pay if you want to do their data plan, which comes with free voice. It used to be the other way around, mm -hmm. but it's like fourteen dollars a gig per month. Yeah, depending on how much you uh, need a data plan on your phone. Most of my stuff I do on Wi Fi. Yeah, well, if you're traveling a lot, that's yeah, that's the problem. But well, that's why I that's why I download things and play them. All right. <clears throat> well. All right, so what do you got next? Well, going along our censorship, yeah, we kind of talked to talk about it. a little bit. YouTube censors Joe Rogan interview consultant cardiologist on COVID nineteen narrative. What narrative? Narrative. Uh huh. YouTube censored an interview between the world famous podcaster Joe Rogan and the Texas based cardiologist Peter McAuliffe. Uh -huh. Which he's Texas-based, but he's not a native Texan. No, but, like, you know, but if they can throw the word Texas in there, they will. If the so-called experts are so sure that they've managed the COVID-19 pandemic well, they seem a bit over-concerned about allowing commentators to contradict them. Dr. McAuliffe explained to Joe Rogan that there was a suppression of early treatment in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination 
the unverified Twitter account ostensibly representing McAuliffe posted a link to what appears to be the entire interview with Joe Rogan on YouTube. A tweet from that account, prophetically equipped. All right, we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it didn't. No. So sure enough, the video link to the tweet has been censored by YouTube with a statement that reads, This video has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. To learn more, link routed to the community guidelines overview, including a link to YouTube's so-called COVID-19 medical misinformation policy. Misinformation. Uh-huh. From a highly accredited cardiologist. Yes. Multiple time author. There is no, I, I would guarantee nobody at YouTube has the accreditations that Dr. McCullough has. Yep. As much as they try to suppress us, mm-hmm. this is where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Suppression is one thing, but as much as they're trying to suppress this, mm-hmm. it's starting to leak like a sieve. Yeah. Because this stuff is getting out. Maybe not on the popular platforms. Yeah, right. But on other platforms. Oh, yeah. Especially podcasts. Yeah. And Alternative media. Yeah. This is the real freedom of the press. And we can bring these stories that we have to dig deep to find. Right. We got to dig deep for them. Because they're not apparent. They're not going to be the clickbait stuff mm-hmm. that you find if you left swipe on your Google phone yeah. in the in that area or whatever the Apple equivalent is. You know, it's people like us who are going to dig deep, people like Joe Rogan who are going to dig deep for the truth, uh, or at least just a, a different opinion. Mm-hmm. We're not saying we're right, but we're saying this is the information that's being suppressed that they don't want you to see. Right. Not not validating whether it's wrong or right. I believe it. I'll mm-hmm. give you my personal belief. Mm-hmm. I believe it because he's a doctor and he has everything to lose by telling you. Yes. This. Yeah. I mean, who would do that for a lie? <sighs> I mean, this is not juicy small A <laughs> trying to better his career. No. It's stacked against him to do this. This is this is hurting his career yes. at every turn. Where are all the other doctors out there? And there are some. I, you know, you there know, are some. But where are yeah. all the other doctors out there who are speaking up against this? They're worried about their golf game in their, yep. in their pocketbook. Yep. That's what they're worried about. Yep. And they're worried about the day when we shave their heads and march them naked through the streets yelling, shame. Ding. Shame. <laughs> so... Uh, somebody I know, I won't say who, uh-huh. went to the doctor this last past week and they got the rundown mm-hmm. and they said no to accepting the vaccine in their lives. Mm-hmm. The doctor gave them the rundown. Yeah. Have you been vaccinated? You want to get vaccinated? Da, 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 da. Can I talk to you about the benefits of being vaccinated? Exactly. And now pay me five. Now the government will pay him $500. So I'm going to let you explain that because that's exactly what it was. Uh-huh. If you're if you're not vaccinated and you go see a doctor and then um, the doctor, all he has to do is ask if he can talk to you about the benefits of vaccination and it doesn't have to be in those exact words. If you say yes, um, all he needs to do is talk to you for a, a second or two about the vaccinations and how safe he thinks they are and he will get 
a payment from the government for advocating for the vaccine. Correct, sir. So, Isn't that fun? So uh, this particular person that went to the doctor and got this uh, rundown uh, said no. And I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm good. Positive? That person came to me and said, why would they even do that? And mm-hmm. so I explained to them exactly what you just explained to our audience. Mm-hmm. And then a light bulb went off. Oh. Yeah. You don't have to get the vaccine for him to get the $500 payment. Nope. Just as long as he talks to you about it, he's advocating for it, and it earns him 500 bucks. So like we like to say. Now right that, might, that might be a Medicaid thing. Yeah, it is. It might be a Medicaid-only thing. I don't, I'm not positive, but it's a governmental payout. Well, that's... Can you say propaganda? But that's on our backs, too. I mean, if we're talking about going, you know, trillions into debt, and mm-hmm. we're still doing stuff like this. Yes. Yeah. Imagine all it's the millions of doctors around the country that are getting $500 per patient. Mm-hmm. What about all the patients in hospitals that are diagnosed COVID, whether they are or not, um, and getting the hospitals getting extra payments. Yeah, died with COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, we we've all seen, read, known stories where I mean, actual stories you've read in the paper or saw in the news or know the person. I'm not talking secondhand anecdotal information. These are real people that we know of that have you know. I know of a guy who fell off, he was cleaning his gutters, fell off an 11-foot ladder, hit his head, died, and the cause of death, COVID. Mm-hmm. You know. Shark bite, yeah. COVID. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like the uh, Clinton suicided. Mm-hmm. Clinton COVIDed. Well, that's all I got on that. All right. Well, you want, since we're talking about privacy and and. Things of that nature. Um, I'm about to burst your bubble, Scott. Awesome. You know how you're so proud of Apple and its uh, transparency tracking feature that well, it doesn't allow. Hold on. It doesn't I would, allow. I say, oh, no, I come on. Proud. Come I would on. Say, you're, you're awesome. I would say, I'd say pleasantly surprised. I'm I, still have, I still don't own any Apple products. When uh, when that article came out, you got a, you got a little chubby. Yeah. Anyway. It's not quite as uh, good as what they're what they claimed. Um, so, I mean, are you telling me big tech is lying to us? Yeah. Well, no, it's misinformation. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, you know, on Apple devices, it comes up with something like, say, Facebook says, you know, allow Facebook to track your activities across company, other companies, and websites, and you can allow it or you can ask app not to track it doesn't say don't track it says ask app not to track oh yeah see loopholes inferred many many loopholes so what happens they're not lying per se it's misinformation Mm. they're not they are not tracking you personally they're tracking what happens on your device (laughs) <laughs> Developers are still collecting the information, just it's just anonymized now. Metadata. Yeah. So <laughs> they know everything that happens on your on your cell phone, but they just don't know your name. 
something just struck me like lightning. Uh-oh. Oh, remember uh, the black Jesus, I mean, Barack Obama, uh-huh. and how he said we're not doing mass surveillance over our citizens. Of and course. And then we were. Of course. That must have been misinformation also. It was. It was. But remember the whole big kerfuffle on that is we're not collecting individual data. We're collecting metadata. Metadata. Yes. And wouldn't you know it, Facebook turned to meta. The old Cuckerberg. Ah, it all comes together Mm -hmm. now. Oh, yeah, it's all coming together. We're not collecting your data. We're collecting your meta. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's only only one thing I have to say about the whole meta thing. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm just wondering how long before Meta in the Metaverse has dancing gay frogs coming across the screen. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you want to be gay, don't you? I mean. It's okay only if, I can if be you a fro- want. Only if I can be a frog. <laughs> and then I would be stunning and brave. But that, that thought comes to mind, you know, with the, with the meta and the metadata and the mind control that we mm-hmm. talked about coming with meta and basically coher- opt-in coercion. Uh, right. Yeah, I think I said that right. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to opt in for this. Uh, it's the same thing with cell phones. Mm-hmm. You opt in to be controlled. Yes. Some people crave it. Yeah. I mean, it's like like we say it works. Some people have to be managed. Yeah. There are some people that only function well in society if they're told what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, continue. Oh, okay. ADD kicked in. Anyway, this is this is out of the Financial Times. Um, and the, the, I like the last paragraph of the article. It says, none of this is to say that there are no privacy benefits to hitting the Ask App Not to Track button. It was found that Snap Inc., which is the owners of Snapchat, Mm. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube lost $10 billion combined after that feature was implemented. So there was obviously a market for ads driven by that data, but it's good to remember that even Apple, a company that prides itself on standing up for its users, cannot stop companies from collecting your data with a single switch, mm-hmm. which is what Scott and I have been saying since we first started this podcast. If it's free, you are the commodity. You are the product. Yep. Nothing. There is no such thing as a free lunch. Nope. Period. So, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I, you know me and Apple. I'm, we, we butt heads a lot. So I wanted to make sure to uh, include that story. Um, but that's all I have on that. All right. Well, we'll move into our next segment. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of tagging this as UFO news. Okay. But it's uh, science science fiction, and it comes from UFOs.news. Oh, where else? Skynet microchip breakthrough Uh-oh. announced that it will enslave humanity with AI cyber lords at the end of humanity approaches. The end of humanity approaches. Nice. <laughs> I'm ready. 
if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. <laughs> the storyline isn't far from reality. Transistor technology was first studied and developed in the 1940s by studying non-terrestrial craft crash <laughs> hardware that was first acquired by the U.S. military in Roswell, the crash in June 1947. This technology was quickly handed to powerful American corporations who soon announced discovery, quote unquote, uh-huh. of the transistor. This topic is too de- detailed to explore here, but a good overview. Of course it is. Blah, 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 blah. According to these documents, the transistor de- developed at Bell Labs, mostly credited by Bardeen, Britton, and Shockley, was in fact provided to the company. What's more, when some researchers have investigated the history of the transistor prior to Bell's groundbreaking technological marvel, there is no obvious developing point between all that came before the Bell Labs version. In 1959, the MOSFET uh, transistor was created. It stands for Metal Oxide Semiconductor Field Emit Transistor and allows microchips to go into mass production. There are more MOSFET devices in existence on the planet Earth than any other device that has ever been manufactured in the history of the known world. Cool. Now, 74 years later, after the Roswell crash, IBM and Samsung have announced a historic leap in semiconductor manufacturing that, quote-unquote, defies conventional design, as they say in their own press release. IBM, the same technology that provided you with the punch card technology machines Mm -hmm. to the Nazi regime to make the Holocaust (laughs) mass murder more efficient. Uh Uh-huh is now rolling out its powerful new semiconductor manufacturing tech that will revolutionize microchip manufacturing. In our assessment, the new chip design is the Skynet tipping point moment that will enable widespread AI supercomputing systems that will track and monitor everything humans do. Combined with Neuralink technology, which is Elon Musk's thing, Uh that allows AI supercomputers to interface with human neurology, These microchips will enable digital surveillance of human thoughts, emotions, actions, and inner speech narratives. Once fully interfaced with optic nerves, the inner ear, and other secondary processing neurological centers of the brain, this will enable digital control over a person's entire reality, including digital augmented reality without the need for goggles or glasses. Augmented reality will simply be digital overlaid directly into the person's neurology. Oh, the full matrix you see, in, the, in their neurology, in a person's neurology. Huh? Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be like a corneal implant or something. I think they're just bypassing the whole, yeah, screw the whole eyes and just going straight to the brain. The full matrix, in other words, is about to become reality. Evil Zuckerberg's metaverse project won't just live in the cloud. It will live in your head. Because every human being will be neuralinked into the AI supercomputer simulation, or they will be ostracized from society, as is currently happening with the vaccine passports. The entire world is about to be, be blue pilled into the matrix. Wow, little far fetched, but <laughs> but there is some. I mean, there's some stuff in there to you know to watch for. Mm-hmm. Now, granted. The uh, the whole the whole of that is way too much, um, definitely in in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of that that could really, you know, I could see 
coming to fruition. Yeah. You know, it, well, you think about it. IBM and Bell Labs for what, 60, 70 years now? Mm-hmm. Those two have been the big innovators in technology. Um, IBM in hardware, Bell Labs in operating systems. Mm-hmm. And software, but mostly operating systems. Bell Lab is that's who developed Unix. Um, Bell Lab is Bell Telephone before it got split up, and AT and T took the lion's share uh, back in the what ninety six, ninety five, ninety six when the government split them up because of their monopoly on the telephone lines. Back when we used to get long-distance cards and all kinds of stuff. That was fun. Back when we used to break up monopolies. Yes. Well, telecommunications companies have been 10 years ahead of anybody else when it came to especially software technology. Oh, yeah. You can look at that with uh, DSL because they had DSL sitting on the shelf Mm -hmm. right before cable modems came out, and then they were like, oh, hey, look, we got this thing. Yeah. Watch this. Telecommunications companies have been on the forefront of especially operating systems and uh, uh, software. IBM has been on the forefront from for hardware. I mean, they're also these are also the same two companies that developed everything hardware and operating system wise for the Internet to start. You know, granted, that was ARPA mm-hmm. that actually put it all together. But, yeah, these are the two companies that. If, they were, if it was going to be done, those are the two companies that would do it. Well, here's some architecture behind it. Okay. IBM is currently manufacturing two nanometer processors. This wow. means the company is already in the low single digit of nanoscale realm for microprocessor technology. Hmm. This new Z-axis breakthrough allows stacking at the two nanometer level or even smaller. With the next incremental improvement, IBM will have achieved picoscale microprocessors, perhaps at 800 picometers in size. So now we're actually going to be talking about true quantum computing. Mm -hmm. Now, I find that kind of hard to believe. Okay. Granted, it's UFO.news. According to many sources, IBM has already achieved this scale of microprocessor design. Although picoscale microprocessors are not yet in actual production, they exist in a lab. If I remember my old Greek numbering, pico would be a thousand times smaller than nano. Mm-hmm. Either a hundred or a thousand. I think it's a thousand times smaller than nano. Let's go back to when they were doing atomic hard drives. Mm-hmm where the electron would spin clockwise or counterclockwise Mm -hmm. to do uh, zeros and ones. Right, right. IBM always comes up with some amazing technology, Mm -hmm. and then they usually license it off. That's where they make their money. Yeah. They don't make their money any other way. I mean, they're they're the kings of abandonware. Yeah. So they made some great hard drives, and then they sold them to Hitachi. Mm -hmm. They've made... uh, a lot of advances in supercomputing mm-hmm. and have sold them to other companies. Yes. And now they're at the forefront of quantum computing. Not bad for a company to start off making typewriters. Yeah. So IBM, if they're saying that they're doing this, mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. If IBM is actually saying it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's impossible. Mm-hmm. 
at that scale is still fairly improbable, but you know, stranger things have happened. Well, I'm just waiting for the moment when you get shamed for not having cybernetic implants. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. you're going to be called Luddite. Well, it's, it's, it's like I was talking about, it was last week or the week before, we were talking about meta and the metaverse and, and all that. And I think it's going to be a phased approach mm-hmm. where it's going to be augmented reality through like Google Glasses or, well, what's, what's Facebook's Ray-Ban glasses called? I forget. Well, Vibe, Glass holes. Vibe just came out with augmented reality glasses. Well, they look like sunglasses. I think that's what's going to happen is it's going to start with an augmented reality type scenario where you're going to go to stores and you're going to see sale prices on things that people without the glasses will not see. Exactly. Things of that nature. Well, this right? is like- you're going to you're going to get benefits that other people can't get. So it's going to force people to get the glasses. And if they don't. Well, they're just going to be second-class citizens. They're not as good as you are. Well, it's the, the same thing as the tracking cards for grocery stores. Yeah. So being a part of the members club mm-hmm. or even Costco does the same thing because when they scan your card, they know everything that you bought. Mm-hmm. That goes into a database, so they know what to buy. Well, I've, I've noticed that um, s- certain stores that offer uh, credit cards mm-hmm. or credit lines of credit, you know, a lot of department stores do that. The hard sell that these uh, cashiers who don't, they don't get commission, but the hard sell that they're giving to get you to purchase the store's credit card is incredible these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been, you know, would you like to apply for a charge card here? You know, we can give you 10% off, 20% off, you save 70 bucks, whatever. You say no, and they're, you know, it's fine. Now it's, are you sure? Because also, you know, you'll get this, that, and the other, and this will happen. You know, we'll send your kid to college. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> the hard sell is really coming through, and I'm thinking it's it's this data-driven model, you know, all these companies are using. I don't know. I still think we're heading to Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sure we are on our way there. Yeah. And I'll be out in the desert with uh, my EMP arrays <laughs> to make sure the T-1000s don't come get me. Sitting in my Faraday cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But anyway, that's all That's all I've got, and I think that's a that's a good closer. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's enough. All right, well, Merry Christmas to everybody out yes. there. And uh, just to let you know, we'll be taking Christmas off, so we will not be having a uh, podcast next week. So right. go and enjoy your family because that's what we're going to do. Yes. And if you want to get in contact with me, I'm Scott at techtools.net. That's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And Dean, where are you at? I am Dean at techtools.net. And I bet you can, I bet you know how to spell that, don't you? Yeah. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And let's not forget, we have a website out there. Yes. And that's uh, www.t-e-k-t-o-o-l-z.net. And, and you don't need the www. <laughs> you never need the www. Need it. You know, damn <laughs> <laughs> W cubed. Hey, if you like what we're doing, donate a little, little scratch. Yeah. And help keep us going. 
And, uh, you know, if we can get enough scratch, we can quit our jobs and do this full time and give you do a, a heck of a better job, a heck of a better job. And actually, uh, do more of these yeah. on a weekly basis. So. Absolutely. Well, with that, everybody have a good afternoon and evening and night and holiday. Stay and safe, whatever. Scott. Stay safe, Dean. Pull off in the ass, huh?